California Governor Gavin Newsom might be an unctuous, power-hungry psychopath. I'm Michael Knowles. No, I'm just joking. He, he might be all of those things, but in his defense, he's sometimes honest about it. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. People say we only stopped the druggies from killing themselves and the criminals from killing other people because Xi Jinping is coming to town. And that's true. And in case San Francisco residents did not get the point that impressing foreigners is much more important than their own lives, according to these politicians, Gavin Newsom made it even clearer. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. The 21 world leaders, you've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. Yeah. All you San Francisco residents can live with the crackheads and the gangsters, but Chairman Xi shouldn't have to deal with that. San Francisco can be an incredible city. Yes, it can be. California can be an amazing state. America can be an amazing country. All of those things are in a state of decline right now by the choice of our leaders who could fix them in a heartbeat if they cared even one-tenth as much about the American people as they do about the opinion of a foreign communist dictator. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Claim your year of free meat, $15 off and free shipping with my promo code Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, at GoodRanchers.com. That is GoodRanchers.com, promo code Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, today. I've been traveling over the weekend from Friday through Sunday, which means I'm furious because it's been now five or potentially even six days since I've eaten Good Ranchers for dinner, and that is way too long, if you ask me. Looking forward to that tonight or later this week. Also, Megan Rapino has just made a novel argument as to why God does not exist. We'll get to that in just a moment. First, though, speaking of dictators, the Democrats, they've got a new strategy for taking down Donald Trump. Well, they have a strategy for taking down Donald Trump. The new strategy is the same as the old strategy. It's the strategy that they have been using the entire time to finally take down Donald Trump, and it is to compare him to a fascist dictator. In honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections, the threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. All right, let's bring in right now the Rogers Chair of the American Presidency at Vanderbilt University, historian John Meacham. Uh, John, um, I, 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 I think uh, he should probably uh, give some, pay some royalties uh, to Mussolini's family trust 
because when he starts talking about rooting out communist, Marxist, radical left vermin uh, destroying the country, it is it is he, he's he's lifting it from Mussolini and other fascists from the past. Wow. Whoa. What an amazing, interesting take. I've never heard anything like that before. Joe Scarborough, he just made me see Donald Trump in an entirely new light. Because you see, hold on, I don't know if you caught this. Joe Scarborough is calling Trump a fascist. Wow, man, that must be why they pay him tens of millions of dollars a year. That's why he makes the big bucks for really insightful, perspicacious takes like that. (laughs) Duh, conservative is fascist, duh. What what a stupid level of political discourse we have in this country. That that that's the height. Because Joe Scarborough, he wears glasses. You know, he wears glasses. He has a, a necktie and a jacket. He's on MSNBC. You know, there this is really high level stuff here. He's saying, duh, conservatives are fascists. Duh. It's so dumb. And so what's the response? What do conservatives say to this? I think 10 or 15 years ago, what conservatives would have said is. No, we're not fascists. No, no. We actually, you don't, you just, you just don't understand. We support smaller government. And you, and then what that argument, that what that, what that rejoinder turned into over time was actually, Democrats, when you really think about it, you're the real fascists because you see, you want to wield government power more than we do. So you, you're just totally misunderstanding this whole situation. Because if anyone, I'm not saying anyone's a fascist here, but if anyone's going to be like a fascist, it's you, not us. And now, do you know what the answer is? Do you know what I think, at least this is my conservative answer to Joe Scarborough or any other Democrat who knows nothing about political philosophy, who knows certainly nothing about fascism, who knows nothing about the American political order as it once was and could be again. My answer is, Okay. Whatever, bro. Sure. No, but you're a you're a fascist. You're just like Mussolini. Okay, that's fine. I got a little more hair than Mussolini. I don't know. My jaw is not quite as wide, but sure, fine. Okay, why not? Why not? Fascism doesn't mean anything anymore. It it once actually did mean something, and unlike Joe Scarborough or any Democrat really at all at the national level. I've read the founding documents of fascism. For goodness sakes, I, my double major was in Italian literature. There, there isn't that much to read if you study Italian literature. It's Dante, Petrarch, Boccaccio, and the fascists. <laughs> the fascist poets and the theorists and the aesthetic philosophers. And it's people like Marinetti and Alceste de Ambris and Giovanni Gentile and Mussolini and then a bunch of poets in the 20th century. So yes, I've read all the documents. I'm not a fascist. I don't agree with the premises of fascism. Fascism is much, much more progressive than anything that I believe in. But sure, you're going to call me that? All right, whatever. Does Scarborough think it's going to work this time? Is this real? The Democrats have exhausted everything else. They accuse Trump of being a Russian stooge, a KGB sleeper cell. They accuse Trump of then colluding with the Ukrainians. 
who were at war with the Russians, but he colluded with both, I guess. They accused Donald Trump of injecting people with bleach. They accused Donald Trump of raping a woman in a Bergdorf Goodman 30 years ago. They accused Donald Trump of donating too much money to his own campaign. They accused Donald Trump of, of calling the Secretary of State of Georgia while he was President of the United States. Totally fine. They accused Donald Trump of having classified documents that he had every right to have when he was President of the United States. They, and what, now they're back? Now they've gone full circle. They're back to herder, you're a fascist. Okay, I guess Donald Trump's getting elected then. <laughs> if that's the best they've got, I guess. Unless maybe it'll work this time. Maybe it'll work this time, guys. So they've got another strategy beyond the Joe Scarborough strategy of, of repeating talking points that were stale and ridiculous in 2011. And the, the other strategy is they're going to try to get everyone close to Donald Trump his lawyers, his aides, his staffers. They're going to try to get them to say all sorts of terrible things about Trump. One such person they're doing that to is my friend Jenna Ellis. So, you know, Jenna Ellis was the lawyer for Donald Trump. She has decided to work with the prosecution. She took a plea deal, and it was very sad because it was obviously just some Stalin-esque show trial where they made her cry on camera, and it was sad, not just for Jenna, it was sad for the state of the country that we now do this sort of thing that we once saw primarily in the Soviet Union. I know a lot of people are very angry with Jenna for working with the prosecution. I can't even imagine the kind of pressure she was under. I suspect a lot of the people attacking Jenna for doing that would have done exactly the same thing in her shoes. But regardless, put that aside for a second. Here is the videotape that they've got. Now the walls are closing in. They've got Trump now. Uh, Jenna explaining... Here's the smoking gun of Donald Trump, the insurrectionist. At the time uh, period where they were going to start to discuss, what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay, and when was that? The conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized to him, I thought that the, um, the the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. Okay, so all of the liberal stations are playing this clip now. Obviously, it was leaked. This is an interview between a prosecutor and the former lawyer for Trump. Put aside for a moment whatever feelings you have about Jenna cooperating with the prosecution. Put that aside for a moment and just ask yourself, what does this matter? Even let's say that Jenna's testimony to the prosecutor had been 10 or 20 times more titillating than that was. I talked to a guy at the White House Christmas party and the guy at the White House Christmas party told me that they were not going to leave office. See, there it is. There's proof that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist who is going to stop the peaceful transfer of power, who is going to overthrow our elections, who is going to shred the Constitution. What does any of that matter when the fact is he did leave the White House and he didn't stay an extra week? He didn't ask for a late checkout. 
he left the White House when Joe Biden was sworn in. So even if everything Jen is saying there is true, even if the prosecution thinks they've got a big smoking gun, what what actual legal significance does it have if Donald Trump didn't do any of those things that they're accusing him of wanting to have done? It, it, it's almost as bad as the Joe Scarborough line because you're just, you're left scratching your head and you're saying, is this the best they've got? And it is the best they've got. Everyone's going to keep waiting for another shoe to drop. Wow, here's another private conversation between some Trump staffer and some other Trump staffer. Oh no, here's there, here's an email that went around to the Trump campaign or super PAC or something. But the fact is, nothing that Donald Trump did just before January 6th, just after January 6th, at, during the transition period, no, challenging the election, which was obviously rigged. Nothing that he did was all that out of the ordinary in American politics. Those of us who live through Bush v. Gore know that challenging elections is not particularly out of the ordinary, at least when it's Democrats who are doing it. Nothing he did was illegal or unconstitutional, as far as I can tell, and certainly nothing he did would justify this unprecedented banana republic-like maneuver of trying to throw the former president and current leader of the political opposition into prison. It's all just a a sideshow. What the prosecutors are doing here by trying to dribble out all this testimony from the Trump confidants by prosecuting them in the first place is essentially no different from Joe Scarborough's attack on Trump, which is just, he's a fascist. Believe me. What does it amount to? Nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. They They might still get him in the sense that I guess they could have impeached him for Russia collusion or Ukraine collusion or this collusion or that collusion, but it it would not have been justified at all. They've never, they've been trying for seven, eight years now. They've never proved their case against the man. It's all out of balance, our political order. And when you want to restore balance to your body, you, you might consider restoring balance to nature. That's why you got to check out Balance of Nature. Right now, go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Living a healthy lifestyle It's not easy, especially when you're always on the go. You need simple, manageable routines to make sure you're getting the proper nutrition every day, which is why I'm a huge fan of Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are a great way to make sure you're getting essential nutritional ingredients every single day. Balance of Nature uses an advanced cold vacuum process that encapsulates fruits and vegetables into whole food supplements without sacrificing their natural antioxidants. The capsules are completely void of additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar. The only thing in balance of nature's fruit and veggie capsules are, well, fruits and veggies. There's never been an easier way to make sure you're getting your daily dose of fruits and vegetables. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code NOLTS, K-N-W-L-A-S, for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com. Promo code NOLTS, K-N-W-L-A-S, for 35% off your first preferred order balanceofnature.com slash Knowles. Speaking of transitions, a psychotransvestite has just wished death upon all of us transphobes. I say us because according to this person, anyone who believes that a man can't really become a woman is a transphobe. We, as always, have to give a hat tip to our friends over at Libs of TikTok. Uh, Here is the argument from this psycho. 
Yes, I do wish death on transphobic people because they wish death on me and have caused death to many, many, many of my brothers and sisters in the trans community. I want to stab all of you to death as many times as I can. I want to stab you in the throat and twist it like I'm carving a pumpkin. I want to shred you into tiny pieces. I want to tear your bones out from your body. I want to scoop your brains out with a spoon. I want to eat your flesh. This is not good, right? Probably that person should uh, be arrested and institutionalized because he is clearly a threat to other people and probably a threat to himself. Statistically, he's, he is certainly a threat to himself. And we live in a culture now that has to say that that person is totally stable and normal and has no mental problems whatsoever, even as he's calling to stab and kill everybody because they won't pretend that he's a woman. Uh, but we all could have known that he's nuts because he's a man who thinks he's a woman. That, you can't even raise that prospect. Obviously, what I'm saying right now is not going on some of the big social media platforms because you're now censored for stating basic truths that people have known for all of human history. But the reason I think it's important to play that little clip is one, because that guy should be arrested <laughs> as, as one of the um, nation's prominent quote unquote transphobes who has uh, received all sorts of threats for, uh, from these people. Uh, you know, I'd, be, I'd feel better if he were behind bars because he's almost certainly directly threatening me along with some of my other pals, Matt Walsh and some of my colleagues and friends here. But, but even beyond that, the reason I, I play the video is because it, it would be very easy to say, well, this is just some fringe lunatic. This guy who says, I want to kill all these people who say that men are not women because they have, they have tried to kill me. They have, in a deep sense, when you really think about it, they're responsible for the deaths of many of my trans-identifying brethren because they are guilty of a trans-genocide by their very denial that a man can become a woman. This is not just a fringe talking point of some obvious looney tune on TikTok. This is a mainstream leftist opinion. When I gave my speech at CPAC last year, by the way, can't wait for my speech at CPAC this coming year. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know, who knows what I should address this year? But well, when I gave it last year and it made a lot of headlines, when I said that for the good of society and for the good of, especially of the poor people afflicted by this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely, the whole preposterous ideology at every level. It was, it was not just the fringe places, but it was mainstream leftists, mainstream sitting politicians, mainstream publications, Rolling Stone, Huffington Post, all the rest of them, who accused me of calling for genocide, who, who took the exact same view that that lunatic takes the same exact view of that person saying, if you disagree with the notion that a man can really be a woman, then I want to cut your eyes out and slit your throat and chop you up and kill you. That's, that's not just a fringe idea. That is an idea pressed by Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman, sitting Democrat congressman, he, he went after me for the CPAC speech on the same premises as that guy. Rolling Stone especially, 
Huffington Post. Now, Rolling Stone and HuffPo and some of the others did have to change their headlines because their lawyers presumably called them and said, you're, you're libeling this man and we're, that he's going to sue us for a lot of money. So they did change their headlines eventually. There was some degree of self-awareness. But they've tried to weasel their way out of that too. This is the left-wing opinion. And if the mainstream left-wing opinion on transgenderism is that, that if you don't agree with it, if you don't really think a man can become a woman, then you're guilty of genocide, then you're guilty in a, in a certain sense of killing these people, then what they are doing is justifying their violent attacks on you, justifying all the stuff that that guy just claimed he wished to do to all of us. Not very good. Now, speaking of violence against innocent people, you have got to go check out Preborn. Right now, go to preborn.com slash Knowles. Little things can make a big difference. A little note, a little smile, a precious little baby. When you sponsor an ultrasound at Preborn, your gift, no matter how small, makes a big difference in a big way. Who will this little baby become? What life will this baby live? How about the mother who was spared from unspeakable sorrow because of you? A small donation of just 28 bucks gives a mother the opportunity to meet her child through ultrasound, which could help double a baby's chance at life. All you've got to do is take a few minutes today to make a life-saving donation. Preborn will take it from there. Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 tiny babies every day. Simple as that. They also fundraise separately for their administrative costs, so every dollar you give is going directly towards saving babies, and they get results, 200 every day. It's very simple. The mother gets an ultrasound, doubles the chance that she will not have an abortion. This is a very simple, effective way to do your part to help save innocent little babies. Get involved today by dialing pound 250, say keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, that is preborn.com slash Knowles. Black Friday is coming and the Daily Wire has the best deals around. Starting Monday, get 50%, 50% off a Daily Wire Plus membership and all kinds of amazing deals on Jeremy's Razors products and tons of merch from our Daily Wire shop. There is something for everyone. Go to dailywire.com slash Black Friday and get the full guide to all of our Black Friday deals do not forget to tune in all next week. Find out more. Remember, these deals start on Monday, run through Cyber Monday, but we will sell out fast. Do not wait. Get the guide and start checking off your holiday shopping list. One more time, dailywire.com slash Black Friday for the best deals of the year. Speaking of attacks on people, really, really sad story. Awful story just came out. A 17-year-old boy, Jonathan Lewis, was just beaten to death by a mob of 15 people just a few blocks away from his high school after this kid stood up for a smaller friend of his who was getting beaten up and this mob had put the kid into a trash can. So he stood up to them and then the mob beat him to death. And you haven't heard about this story probably. If you've heard about it, you've heard about it on this show and maybe a few other conservative outlets. And the reason that you haven't heard about this story is because the victim was white. He was a white boy, 17 years old, and all of the perpetrators are black. And that doesn't fit the narrative. You're not, you're not allowed to even observe that happening. So it's been mostly out of the mainstream media. Local news covered it. You know, you can see uh, CBS Channel 8 covered it, live local now. Some conservative outlets have covered it because it's so egregious. It's such a horrific, and there's video of it. It's just totally horrific. But also because it tells you something about the media that we here at The Daily Wire have been observing for a long time. The reason I mention this is, is not to state something about the, the 
real state of violence in the country or the real state of race relations even or anything like that. The reason I state it is because it proves that all news is fake. We at The Daily Wire have said that for a long time. Maybe it was Drew who first put it in those words, but this was years ago when the term fake news was popularized by the left to attack us specifically, actually. It was, it was a term that was promoted by the left to attack conservative news broadly and the Daily Wire specifically. We were on their list of fake news sites. And then Donald Trump brilliantly took the term, reappropriated the term, and used it to attack CNN and NBC and the New York Times and the Washington Post. And that stuck. That's now the way that we use fake news. But when we say that the news is fake, we don't just mean that one story is not real. You know, uh, Trump's collusion story, that, that didn't really happen. When we say the news is fake, we mean the whole news. And the reason it's fake is because they only show you things that buttress their predetermined narrative, which they arrived at before examining any facts. They just arrived at it based on their own false ideology. And then anything that fits in with that narrative, they will include in the news. So they have this ideology that says that white people are evil and we're terrible oppressors and black people are innocent victims. And so any story that in any way can be shoehorned into fitting that narrative, the George Floyd story, the Breonna Taylor story, Breonna Taylor's working with a major criminal. And somehow that was a story of white men attacking an innocent black woman. So, but they shoehorn it in anyway, or any, any story like this. Kyle Rittenhouse, they called him a white supremacist who was slaughtering innocent black people at a BLM riot. L- little, little did they even know that the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot were all white. <laughs> and some of them were pedophiles, convicted pedophiles. No, 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 I didn't. Okay, darn, we got to move on from there then. But the stories that go into the news are only the ones that back up their narrative. So as a consequence of that, all the news is fake. You can't really believe any of it because the little pieces of information, sometimes true, sometimes false, are are only there and only presented to you in order to promote a narrative that has really no connection to the facts and that is ultimately false to begin with. A really, really sad story. Awful. We should obviously pray for, for the young man and for his whole family and Take it as a lesson to just, just tune out the news, as many of us have done. Now, speaking of fake news, here's a story. Here's a real fake news story. This is one I truly know nothing about. I know nothing about really any of the people involved. One person I know a tiny bit about. Here's a story. Chris Appleton files for divorce from Lucas Gage after six months of marriage. I said, well, Chris can be a woman's name, but in this case, I believe Chris is not a woman's name. Chris is a man's name. So you're saying a man has filed for divorce from another man after six months of marriage. And then here's the kicker. Uh, Kim Kardashian, one of Appleton's clients, officiated the ceremony and Shania Twain performed. (laughs) So none of that happened. None of, like something happened that involved these people, but none of the things that this news article says happened actually happened. Chris Appleton did not file for divorce from Lucas Gage because two men cannot divorce one another, because two men cannot marry one another, because marriage intrinsically involves sexual difference and the complementarity of the sexes. And 
Kim Kardashian did not officiate that wedding, one, because it was not a wedding, and two, because Kim Kardashian is not a priest. Because women can't be priests, and because Kim Kardashian, even if she were pretending to be a priest, in this case, wasn't even pretending to have some religious role. And marriage has always been both a religious and civil institution. But other than that, the story makes perfect sense. Right? Not, I say none of this with any antipathy whatsoever toward Chris Appleton or Lucas Gage, neither of whom I've ever heard of. I say this actually with no antipathy toward Kim Kardashian even. And I say this certainly with no antipathy toward guys who are a little bit light in the loafers. You know, I'm from New York. I lived in LA. I went to the gayest university in the United States. A disproportionate number of my friends have uh, unusual and eccentric sexual desires and behaviors. I don't, I love them very dearly. I have no antipathy or hatred for anybody. But this just isn't real. None of this is real. It's all fake. The reason I mention the story is one, because we're talking about the fake news, but two, because it shows you how far, how far we have to go to restore even the basic elements of a stable, flourishing society. It is not possible to have a stable, flourishing society if your fundamental political institution is wacky is ambiguous, is controversial. For all of human history, everywhere on planet Earth, the fundamental political unit is the family. And the, the fundamental component of the family is a marriage. And the, the fundamental aspect of the marriage is the complementarity of the sexes. This is the fundamental distinction in mankind. And if we deny that, things are not going to work out very well. You might say, well, I, I don't want men and women to be different. Well, okay, sorry. I'm sorry that you feel that way, but they are. Well, I don't, I don't want uh, marriage to be a fundamental unit of society. Okay, well, man's a coupling creature and the political animal, and that's just the way it is. I'm sorry you feel that way. Maybe you'd prefer a thruple or a quadruple. Maybe you'd rather we all live in some deracinated, desexed, a utopian vision that you might have where, where those things don't matter, but that's not, that's not the way it is. To quote the great baseball player Oscar Gamble, some people don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. But it do. And so I, I know that there are a lot of conservatives who think, well, if, if only we just, there are even some sensible liberals, especially sensible liberals, who will say, we just got to cut this woke stuff. We just got to, come on, man, you're trans and the kids. We got to cut that out. You got to wait until they're 18. You got to wait until they're 18. You've just granted the whole premise. That was the point of my CPAC speech. It's why the transvestites are threatening to kill me. You can't, it's either true for everyone or it's false for everyone. And we all know it's false for everyone. Even the transvestites, especially the transvestites know it's false for everyone. That's why they're so angry about it. So no, we got to get rid of transgenderism, period. It's just not true. And it's not helpful to anyone, especially the people who are chopping themselves up and living in a, in a disordered way. But furthermore, if transgenderism is not true and a man can't become a woman, then we need to recognize that a union of two men and a union of a man and a woman are fundamentally different things. And, and we, we're not going to use the same word to describe them, especially when the, the word that we're using and the thing we're describing is the fundamental political unit. But furthermore, though, if marriage is the fundamental political unit, then we can't just have people divorcing. Even if these two dudes could divorce one another, which they can't, but even if they could, they shouldn't. Or... Married people should not divorce one another because we just said it's the fundamental political unit. So if, you're, if you have division constantly, if you have instability in the fundamental political unit, 
It's terrible for kids. It's terrible for the married people. And politically, this is what matters for us. It's really bad for society. And it's going to have all sorts of social effects. And, and then you'll hear rather glib and shallow individualists say, well, what does it affect you? What does it affect me? What does the fabric of the society in which I live matter to me? I don't know. I'm a, cup, I'm a coupling creature and a political animal and a social creature. And I live in society, man. That's how it affects me. So we've got to severely, drastically reduce divorce and the ability to divorce and the incentives to divorce. We have so far to go. And it's why I recoil a little bit from the, the squishy types who in, in good faith, I think, with good intentions, say, hey, conservatives, you got to loosen up on some of your old fogey traditional views because we can unite with people like Bill Maher or we can, we can form a new political coalition with liberals and then we can all agree on some basic stuff like we shouldn't trans the six-year-olds. We should have, Look, maybe you think we should wait until they're 18 and I think we should wait until they're eight. But, you know, we can all agree we shouldn't trans the six-year-olds. No, it just keeps reducing politics to a lower and lower common denominator until all we're agreeing on is, is leave me alone and let me keep my money. If that, we probably won't even agree on that. It's not going to work. That's never going to work. We, we are so far removed from a normal, stable, flourishing society that what, what would be required to get back to any semblance of, of good living is going to require far greater confidence and far greater clarity. Because clarity is charity, baby. That's what I think. Now, speaking of disordered views of men and women, Let's turn our attention to women's soccer, where Megan Rapino, you know Megan Rapino, she's a left-wing activist who I think uh, coincidentally also plays soccer. Megan Rapino has a novel argument as to why God does not exist. And the argument comes because in Megan Rapino's final match of her career, uh, she was injured and so she didn't get to finish her match. And she said this was, was greatly unfair and proof that God does not exist. M before we get to Megan's argument, I have to ask, how many times is this woman going to retire from soccer? Because I, I saw this headline and I said, wait a second, Megan Rapinoe is still playing soccer? I distinctly remember months ago reading that Megan Rapinoe had played her last match. And something went wrong in that too. And she was whining about that. She was complaining about whatever happened in that game. And then I said, okay, well, she's whining and complaining, and she's a very difficult woman to listen to. But hey, at least she is done with soccer, and I don't need to read about her anymore and her antics and her anti-American activism. But then months later, I have to read about Megan Rapinoe again. So then I looked, and I said, oh, this was her last game too. But it turns out I was right because I looked up. This is the same news source. This is ABC News, September 25th. What happened at Megan Rapinoe's final USWNT game? Team USA scored a victory against South Africa in Rapinoe's final game. September 25th, Rapinoe's final game. Then, ABC News, November 11th, Megan Rapinoe exits NWSL championship with injury in final game. How many final games is this woman going to have? Can, can this be the final, final one, please? Have we, have we had enough, Megan Rapinoe? I certainly have right after she makes her argument as to why God does not exist, which we will get to right after I tell you about Beam Organics. Right now, go to shopbeam.com slash Knowles. Are you struggling to sleep at night? Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lowered productivity? 
Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance. You must have a consistent nighttime routine to function at your best. If you're struggling with sleep, you got to go check out Beam. Beam is designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Beam's dream powder not only rhymes, it contains a powerful all-natural blend of ingredients, including magnesium L-theanine. They sent some dream powder down to the studio for our team to try. Apparently, the team stole all of it already because I haven't even gotten to have a nice extra heaping helping of Beam. And Beam is helping people fall asleep and stay asleep. Unlike regular sleeping pills that will make you wake up feeling groggy, Beam will help you wake up ready to go. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, yum, stir and froth, and enjoy before bedtime. And today, our listeners can get a special discount on Beam's delicious dream powder, their best-selling hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. They have flavors like cinnamon cocoa, chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. Go check out their best-selling dream powder. Take advantage of their biggest sale of the year. Get up to 50%, 50% off for a limited time. Beam right now. Shopbeam.com slash Knowles, Canada BBLES. Your discount is auto-applied at checkout. No code is necessary. B-E-A-M, that's the name of the company. Go to shopbeam.com slash Knowles for up to 50% off. My favorite comment yesterday is from Crazy Wolf 5150 who says, the fact that they waited to clean up that city, San Francisco, right before the Chinese dictator was about to visit shows you who they're truly loyal to. You make a good point. You make a good point. Gavin Newsom, it sometimes happens to people, even in their own families. They're really mean to their family members, but they're really nice to outsiders. But, you know, charity begins at home, folks. And Gavin Newsom's charity needs to begin at, in San Francisco, all right, not in Beijing. At long last, here is Megan Rapinoe's argument as to why God does not exist. This is a long one, although I'm going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that is. Um, so I'm going to be calling him or whoever did his surgery because we need to speed this up. But yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there wasn't God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is f***ed up. Um, so yeah, it just, it's just f***ed up because like six minutes in, eat my Achilles. I mean, what the f***? So the argument, let's take it. So she's obviously being tongue-in-cheek here, but the argument is an argument that a lot of Reddit-tier atheists make, which is, because a bad thing happened to me, that's proof that God does not exist. But, you know, this is an old problem that people have been grappling with for uh, ever, and it's theodicy. It's the problem of pain and suffering, given a God who is om- omnipotent and omnibenevolent and omnipresent. Uh, some people, I think, have pointed to this as a great example, a a great counter-argument to the argument that Megan Rapinoe thinks she's making. The fact that this woman, who in her public life is quite odious, uh, was not able to play what I hope is her final game of soccer, uh, might not be seen as proof that God does not exist. Some would actually (laughs) come to quite the opposite conclusion here. But even if one did not, uh, it it bears repeating, because... One can understand it intellectually, but when you actually do rip your Achilles uh, when you're playing your last game and it's really meaningful to you, you, actu- you actually will cry out to God very often and be very angry with God. Even faithful people will do that very often. So I, I have a bit of sympathy for Megan Rapino here. But when you think about it intellectually and you remove yourself from the immediate pain of it, uh, you can see it all quite clearly. 
suffering is not a proof against God's existence because suffering has no moral quality in and of itself. It is the reaction to suffering that has a moral quality. And the reaction to suffering can be one that is degrading and is uh, vicious, or the reaction to suffering can be edifying and sanctifying, and you can come out strong. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger would be a, a shallow way to put it. And that's the case. And why is there sin and death in the world? Because man has free will and abused his free will to rebel against God. And as a consequence of that, sin and death pervade the world. And, and there are eternal consequences for sin, but there are also temporal effects of sin. So when you commit a sin, you can, you can go and, as it says in the gospel, you can go and confess your sins, and the uh, successors to the apostles can forgive your sins. They can give you absolution. Uh, and, and that takes care of the eternal consequences of sin, but there's still f- temporal consequences of sin. If you go out and steal a candy bar, and then you go and you say, I'm sorry, I apologize, you know, God forgive me, please. And then you receive absolution from God. Well, the shop owner is still out a candy bar. He's still out a couple of bucks. There's still a temporal effect of that. And uh, so sin and death pervade the world, beautifully uh, described by John Milton in Paradise Lost. And, but the, the happy ending to that is that uh, there's a solution. And there's actually redemption that comes through suffering and ultimately through the suffering of the perfect victim who's totally innocent. And that's why we say on Easter, oh, happy fault that won for us so great, so glorious a redeemer. So probably probably a more in-depth answer than Megan Rapino was looking for. But since that is her final game of soccer, I hope I figured it would be a good opportunity to give it to her. Speaking of feminism, I've got a terrible news story for me. I guess it's good for the culture, but it's really bad for me. And the story is this. There's some new feminist Marvel movie out based on Captain Marvel, which I labored through for The Daily Wire some years ago, whenever it came out. It's with some woman, Brie Larson is the actress in it. And it was really just dreadful. And then they made a sequel to it called The Marvels, which just came out. And it appears to be the lowest opening weekend in Marvel franchise history. (laughs) It pulled in 47 million bucks. So this is good for the culture because I don't, I don't like the Marvel movies generally. I really don't like feminist movies uh, unless, unless they're at least uh, provocative or interesting or show me something from a new angle and it's not just Joe Scarborough tier, you know, my enemies are fascists kind of stuff. But but that rarely happens in, in any movie, especially feminist movies. So I don't like that. And then you combine the, the two. So you've got this really shallow formulaic movie that just inserts a bunch of woke girl boss uh, catchphrases into it. And it's just absolutely unbearable. So it's good that the people rejected that, but it's really bad because it means I'm going to have to watch this movie now because the sadist in the control room, Mr. Davies, is going to make me do it so that I can give a review. If, if this movie is a, a news story, if people, either because it's so popular or because it's so unpopular, I guess I'm going to have to watch this thing. Even though I know, I know how bad it's going to be because I saw the first one. When this movie was announced, it was lauded for having three female leads. There's your first sign. It's just that South Park clip. Kathleen Kennedy, make it more lame. <laughs> Add four female leads. And no one wants to see that because what people want to see when they go see a hero movie, whether it's an old Western with John Wayne or whether it's a new movie with Chris Pratt, they want to see a man 
do manly things, feats of strength, because men are physically stronger than women, and men are more publicly oriented than women. Women tend to be more nurturing and oriented toward the private life. And so the men want to go see a man go out there and conquer the world, and they want to see a woman be saved, because men want to save a damsel in distress, because men actually love, don't hate women, they love women. And what do the women want to see? They want to see the same thing. That's the big secret. No women are looking up to Brie, no little girls are looking up to Brie Larson or any of these ridiculous women, these feminist women characters, because those feminist women characters are divorced from reality. And everything about them is divorced from reality. Their physical abilities, most obviously, women can't beat men in fights pretty much ever under any circumstances. It just can't happen. We covered that story yesterday. 15-year-old high school boys' soccer beats professional women's soccer, like every time. So that is the most obvious. But furthermore, the notion that women don't desire men, that's just false. That's not true. A woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle, like the feminists say. It's just not true. None of this stuff is true. And so it doesn't resonate for the men. It doesn't resonate for the women. It doesn't resonate for anybody, according to the box office return. And I bet it's not going to resonate for me when freaking Ben Davies makes me watch it. This show is brought to you by Helix Sleep. Sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical. But no two people sleep alike. That's why Helix offers several different mattress models, each designed for specific sleep positions and preferences. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailywire and take their sleep quiz to find the mattress made for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, a stomach sleeper, a hot sleeper, or a cold sleeper, Helix has just the mattress for you. I took the Helix sleep quiz and was matched with a Helix midnight mattress because I wanted a medium firmness and I sleep on my side. I am sleeping so much better on my new mattress. Don't want to take my word for it? Well, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Take the quiz and order the perfect mattress right to your door, shipped for free. It's so quick and fun to unbox, and you won't believe how well you'll sleep. All Helix mattresses come with a 100-night trial and a 10- or 15-year warranty. Helix even offers financing options and flexible payment plans. A great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and a free bedroom bundle for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com dailywire and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. That's helixsleep.com dailywire, code HELIXPARTNER20. Today is Trans Tuesday, speaking of confusing men and women. So the rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.